Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. It's our post-275 episode. I mean, nice of you to make the effort today. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, I, I'm a little bit late to uh, to. I've been proceeding. sitting here staring at my own face on Zoom for like um, what feels like hours, and no one needs I'm, that. I mean, I mean, 15 minutes. No <laughs> one needs that. No, no, no one needs your face looking back at them for ages. Um, but uh, yeah, no, sorry about that. We uh, there was just a slight little internet snafu because right. um, so we've got like uh, neighbours wanted to use our internet they had some work going on in their house or anything so they said oh can we borrow your Wi-Fi for a day this is like I don't know like five six days ago whatever we're like yeah sure no worries whatever use the Wi-Fi and then it gets to like five days later I'm like probably should change the password now it's a bit weird and it if there's just in case you know you never know yeah. what kind of terrorist spy activities they could be getting up to under our IP address name. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll change that. Never changed the Wi-Fi password ever in my in my life. I just always just... Yeah, I wouldn't know how you do that. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that, there you go, see? Because I'm not very tech-savvy. Most people I know are quite tech-savvy. So mm. they will, you know, they, they will change their password as soon as they get it to whatever it is they want it to be. Whereas I've always just had it like, oh, you need the Wi-Fi password. And we've got a little sticker inside a cupboard that's like uppercase V, lowercase W, 9, P, <laughs> uppercase M, N. But do you know what I mean? Like all that kind of stuff. So I've never changed it before. And I didn't think I'd need to, uh, about changing it on like my printer. And I know that's lame. <laughs> right. I, I like to print stuff out for our little chats because I like yeah. make little notes when I'm watching the fights because there's so much yeah. to remember. And also Absolutely. I've got like kids running around me usually like halfway through watching it or whatever because it's Sunday morning. Uh, so I like to make notes. I like to print them out. So I've been like far arsing around without trying to get all of that done. And eventually my basically technically Amish brain got around <laughs> what was going on with the printer and changing it. Did get it done. But I was holding in a poo basically the whole time of, uh, <laughs> of doing that. So I then was like, I have to go and now have a poo. And it, it wasn't it wasn't great. It was a stressful one. And, you know, it wasn't a clean break. And oh. those those out there with a more hairy posterior will understand mm. that, you know, that means you have to go to what I like mm. to call the pinch and pull technique. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's like half wipe, half plucking. 
It's not pleasant. It's not nice. But it, what a wonderful it's snapshot into your arsehole. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> there you go, listeners. <laughs> but it's clean. I go through the pain barrier to make sure that oh, bad good boy for is you, clean. Mate. Good you for know? you. I'm picturing you. Did it like trying to change that? I mean, and obviously you, you had to consider the fact that you was running late for this and you're trying to change your password and you need a poo. Did it, I picture you kind of like diffusing a bomb in like some kind of like blockbuster film, that kind of level of sweat and anxiety. Yeah. No, <laughs> Kerry, Kerry walked in and she was like, oh, right. Yeah, because she's not very tech savvy. She's like, oh, right. Yeah, no. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? And I'm like, yep, yep, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get it done. And she's like, maybe you could just like use it on your iPad. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not being defeated. <laughs> she was like, and she literally looked at me like I was a massive idiot. She's like, not, not asking to be defeated. Just telling you to use your iPad instead. But just whatever. fuck off. I need a poo, all right? And then, she, then she just walked out and left me in my stress, in, in my room of stress. Um, so, yeah, so that's been, that's been my morning. Um, but Come on, kids. That, leave Daddy alone. He's in one of, his, one of his special little ways this morning. But enough about my... My beautiful arsehole. Yeah. (laughs) Let's move on to what, I mean, what was an extraordinary, particularly main card Mm. of of UFC 275. I mean, I was really excited about it beforehand, but I did think of it as just kind of like, you know, the top three fights and even one of them, you know, the Valentina fight. We were like, well, whatever. Yep. It, was a mainly, it felt a lot like a two-fight card. Yep. Hell no. When we got no. into the main card, and I think as a kind of, you know, a tip of the hat to every fighter on that card, we should start mm. at the start of the main card and work yeah, our way up to the main event. Let's do that. Um, I mean, starting with uh, Jack Della Maddalena, which is just a lovely, fun name to say. I love saying that. Yeah, name. It is. Jack it Della is. Maddalena. Just listen us. Just say it. One, two, three. Jack Della Maddalena. It's fun. It's enjoyable yeah. to say. You know? Yeah. Against Imeve. Well, I think yeah. we all now know what your new Wi Fi password is. Della <laughs> <laughs> Maddalena. Jack Della Maddalena. Jack Della Maddalena. Jack Della Maddalena. Della Maddalena. Right. Uh, so, oh, the post the post poo joy on your face is oh, amazing. Mate, I feel two stone lighter. I feel phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I mean, what a round! Like taken down, looked like it could be getting choked out. I couldn't tell if it was like a dars or an anaconda or what it was, but just kind of ripped the hand away after being taken mm. down. Got to his feet and then was like, "Nah, I've had enough of this. No more, no more grappling exchanges. I'm just going to box your face off." And then the body shots. Oh, I think he ripped him to the body twice. Absolute killer. And it made it look slightly worse as well that Emiv had like, I don't know what he'd had done, but like one side of his body looked like it had a big square sunburn on it. I don't know yeah. what that is. I don't know if that's like, I don't, I don't, what, would, what would that be in terms of like, because you know you get like the cupping on the back and mm-hmm. all that, but he had one big square around his ribs. It makes me think oh, maybe he had like a little rib. Injury or something going on. Some sort of comp, like press on it or something. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. But then, I mean, those body shots, man, were exceptional. And uh, Jack Della Maddalena uh, <laughs> is <laughs> just a really exciting guy to watch. What did you make of the fight? 
Yeah, yeah. Like it was, uh, it was a barnstormer. I mean, you, you know, just looking through the card, the Aussies had a good night, man. I mean, we'll, we'll get on to another uh, barnstormer of an Aussie fight in a, in a moment. But yeah, it was a, definitely a good good night uh, for the lads down under. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, should we move on? I mean, we wanted to start like this, but we've not. There, there wasn't a huge amount to say other than just phenomenal performance from Jeff Gallo yeah, yeah. and I want to see him again <laughs> quite soon. And you want to say it again, don't you? All the best to Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, <laughs> and um, then we had Fialo versus Ma- Jake Matthews. And it felt like the storyline was all about Fialo going into this fight. He'd had, you know, a fight in uh, uh, April. He won it. May, he won it. June. And you're thinking, God, if he wins three fights in three months, just on the bounce, mm. that's phenomenal. What a way to make your way through the ranks. Um but no, he came up against the Jake Matthews that just looked incredible. Was just first every time. Fialo yeah. just couldn't get a read on him. And uh, I mean, what what was Fialo's walkout song as well? It's like some really like it was like a sort of "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion, but not <laughs> recognisable at all. And so I was like, oh, right. I don't know if it. Maybe it was like a national anthem of Portugal or something like that. I, I have no idea, but it felt like maybe he was trying to do like a tie to Ivasa by coming out to this like really slow yeah. ballad, and it was like, yeah. mate, I I don't know this song, so it doesn't really. On behalf matter. of the, the podcast, just like to apologise to Portugal there, uh, just in case that was <laughs> <laughs> the national I, anthem. I, sing, sing me the Portuguese <laughs> national anthem. Ah, uh, honestly, mate, my my throat is sore from screaming yeah, at the telly at the yeah, weekend, sure, so I'm sure, going to yeah. uh, I'll, I'll leave it well alone, mate. Yeah, sure. Um, he looked incredible, Jake Matthews, mate. Like that, that that was a statement, and I think the world woke up to him. And what is now known as the Jake Matthews shrug, um, which is the uh, I don't know if you uh, are aware that this is a narrow thing. Uh, it's over. It's all over social media. Uh, when he's got, when he obviously he, he got the stoppage, he turns, just gives it a nice little arms in the air shrug to the camera. You know, there you go. That's all she wrote. And yeah, so it was great to see that. I thought it was, uh, it, it felt like the card just got more and more and more exciting. And, yeah. and, and you know, I don't think we'll, we'll go too heavy on the, on the prelims because there's so much to talk about in the, you know, the, the rest of the fights on this card. But yeah, just to sort of echo what you said going into it, I was like, mm, yeah, you know, I I'm, I'm, can't wait to see this one and this one, but the others I'm not too fussed about. And man, I got that wrong because them first two fights to kick off that main card were absolute crackers. And yeah. uh, interesting to see what's what's next for Jake Matthews. And uh, yeah, I t- <laughs> did you see the, uh, the, the, as he was walking from the octagon, uh, Back to his, you know, back to his dressing room. He bumped into. I don't know if if, if he was a, a fighter or not. I couldn't quite recognise who he was. He had an incredible mullet, uh, and he was definitely another Australian. And I'm quite sure that the camera picks up on it, and he just goes, "I fucking love you, you cunt." What? <laughs> that wasn't Welsh, by the way. Um, <laughs> and. And yeah, and, it, and I was just like, what did he just say? Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of, yeah, that, that's how they celebrate out there. I fucking Lovely. love you, cunt. 
brilliant. It's always a compliment you, you like. I've had, I tell you what, I mean, he clearly knows that guy. Just to, to sidebar a second, I've had that as like a sort of backhanded compliment from a stranger before. Where like I've been walking, I was I was in Islington with with my wife, and we were just walking through Islington, and some guy definitely had too many beers. He recognised me, and he was like, "Oh, I love you, you funny cunt!" You know, and I was just like, <laughs> "Okay, thank you." This is like three in the afternoon. Like I don't know what he'd been up to, but he was off his face. And he's like, oh, I love you, you funny cunt. And I was like, okay, thank you. Let's walk faster now. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. Um, yeah, I, that was a phenomenal performance from Jake Matthews. Less fun to say than Jack Della Madalena. But, um, you know, good on him and good on Australia doing very, very well. And uh, great for the fans as well, because the fans went out there, obviously, to predominantly see Robert Whittaker fight Marvin mm-hmm. Vittori. Mm-hmm. And that was off, and so a lot of fans, but obviously, like, kept their tickets, had travel plans, all that stuff, and they actually went and saw a phenomenal card, and saw yeah. two Australians, and actually on the prelims, at least were one more. I haven't watched all the prelims yet, but I know that mm-hmm. uh, Koulibau got a split decision win, and so mm-hmm. yeah, they, they they got to see a lot of their uh, homeboys, their countrymen. I mean, do well as much as they wanted to see uh, uh, Whitaker, they wouldn't have left that that. <laughs> that arena going, yeah, oh, fuck me. No, like, no. that was rubbish. Like, you, you've been treated there. Oh, absolutely. Yep, they, they've done well. They've done well. And uh, moving on to what was, I think, one of the most exciting fights leading up to the card, Yuan Jacek, Zhang Wei Li. <sighs> Did you expect I, I, a finish like that? Um, I'll tell you what, right? I, I thought... um. I thought initially in the first sort of minute, I thought Joanna looked decent. I thought she was she was looking pretty sharp, but it became apparent quite quickly that Whaley was so much more powerful. Yeah, and and I think I know we we touched on it on the pre-show, and, and DC's been banging on about it, but I think Zhang's the best in that division. I really do. I know there's there's a you know, How two can losses you say to that Rose. If Rose has beat her twice. Did she beat her twice? She definitely beat her once. She but, definitely beat um, her once, and the other one was incredibly close. And yeah, you could have you could have given it either way, I yeah. guess. But I, Rose I has think, got two wins over her. But what has Rose done since? Let's not even bother going now. Well, she's only but, had one uh, fight, <laughs> and it like, was that terrible fight. But still, yeah. Uh, I I think you are Rayleigh. such a like what have you done for me lately kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Was that Janet Jackson? Who sung that? Yeah, what have you, yeah, it was. <laughs> what have you done for me lately, Rose? <laughs> I love Rose, but I just think. But what I have think... you done for me lately? <laughs> I'm in a very sing-songy mood. That's it. A morning poo does wonders for you guys. Um. Yeah, I, ju- I just think Waylee's like she, I thought she looked incredible, like so strong, like it, and I it felt to me that Joanna's shots weren't doing anything. I, I it, 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 she was fast, but I think she, I think she was starting to realise quite quickly that she, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, there was no way Joanna was going to win that fight, in my opinion. Like going into it, I thought it was gonna. You know, we we spoke about this on the pre-show. What Joanna was gonna turn up? Was we gonna see, you know, punches in bunches? And we we did see some of that, but they just seemed to 
not stop Whaley. And, and I thought she looked, she, she fought the perfect fight and looked great. And yeah, first woman to, uh, to get a stoppage with a spinning back fist. Is that true? In UFC history. Yeah, spinning back fist, not spinning elbow, because obviously... Yeah. Um, yeah. Molly McCann Molly. smashed it. But no, um, spinning back fist. Yeah, oh, first right. one. Um, well, yeah, I mean, props to Zhang, because it was pretty... It was pretty phenomenal for a couple of reasons, from my opinion. Not just the finish. I mean, round one, we saw her take down Yuana and... Not pin her down, because was able to get back to her feet eventually, but I think there was maybe two takedowns, and she was able to hold her down for a while and deliver some some damage. You don't see that happen to Joanna. Joanna has unbelievable takedown defense. Now, one thing that will benefit Zhang going into a fight like this is um, Joanna maybe isn't expecting the grappling as much, although, you know, Zhang's been training at Fight Ready under Henry Cejudo for a little while as well now, on and off, so... Clearly, her grappling and wrestling has improved. We saw that in the Rose fight as well. But I think Joanna maybe was surprised, and I think even said she she was she thinks she's got stronger since that first fight, she, particularly in like those those grappling exchanges, and uh, and then obviously the 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 finish was was phenomenal as well. I felt like Joanna did some damage towards the end of the first round and came back a little bit. But yeah, she seemed she seemed second best. Um, obviously, it's clear what's happening with Zhang because I think she's she's fighting for the belt next. She's fighting Carla Esparza. Do you considering how this fight went, and considering how Esparza's title victory over Rose went? Do you think it's quite clear that? Zhang is the huge favourite if that fight gets made soon, Esparza and Zhang. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to see Zhang knock out Carla Esparza, probably in a very similar fashion to the way that Joanna did. Uh, I think, like... And, and, and I don't think Whaley would be too... I, I think she's very strong, so, you know, if she's going to try and avoid the, the takedowns from Carla, I think she's got the strength to, to do that. Um, I, I think it's a, a pretty... I'm not. I don't want to write off Carla, but I think it's a pretty easy night's work for Whaley. Like that, that belt. I think she gets that, and I think let's see what happens then. But um, yeah, I, I, she, she blew me away. Uh, I thought she looked incredible, and yeah, and, and obviously, you know, super respectful as well. Um, and yeah, and then obviously we we, we saw. Joanna retire. I know there was rumours leading up to that that if she didn't get the the W, that might happen. And yeah, and I think I'm not going to lie. I, I got a little bit emotional. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd had a late night <laughs> and uh, w- w- was feeling a little bit a uh, little bit tired. And yeah, when she was sort of talking and stuff, like just yeah, the, the bottom lip went a little bit because you know she she's a great she's an absolute great and you know she was the most terrifying you know woman in MMA for a long time you would yeah. not want to you know be on the wrong end of her and yeah and it was just beautiful to say you know to just hear her say that she wants to have you know children and you know she wants to have some time away and 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 just live her life and be interesting to see what you know what other stuff she does within the MMA community um 
be, be be fascinated. You know, hopefully she still keeps her, you know, keeps her hand in it a little bit, and and we still. She wants to be a manager, I think. Oh, okay. She's talking okay. about managing uh, uh, fighters and stuff like that, but yeah. So we'll we'll see how that how that goes. She said she wants to be a mum, as you say. She said she wants to be a businesswoman. Mm. Um, I mean, she's for sure going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, mm. she, as you say, just had a phenomenal career uh, for everyone. Um, there's a debate going around of like, is she the greatest strawweight of all time? I don't think you can call her the greatest strawweight of all time because she's been beaten twice by Rose and twice by Zhang. Mm-hmm. But for sure, she's the most accomplished. It depends how you measure the greatness thing. Because in terms of like, uh, you got beat by this person, you got beat by that person, I don't think you can necessarily call her the greatest. But I think that she's definitely the most accomplished in terms of mm. she's had more title wins and title fights than any other strawweight. And I think she's maybe tied for the most wins in the UFC or something like that. Maybe with Carla Esparza, actually. Um, and in strawweight division, that is. Mm. And let's remember, she's if she's tied for the most wins, and someone would have to go and Google that and make sure I'm correct on that because I can't be bothered. Uh, but if she's got the most wins <laughs> in strawweight history in the UFC, tied with Carla Esparza. Remember, Joanna's had two years off. Yeah. People have only just caught up with her. Yeah. So I think it just really goes to show how how brilliant she was, how accomplished she was. But I I do find it tricky to say, oh, she's the greatest strawweight of all time when she's got two losses, respectively, to two women that are, I think, at this moment in time, better than her. So, yeah. Never in a boring fight. No, oh god, no! I mean, that is one of the, one of the most exciting female fighters you will ever yeah. see. One of the most exciting fighters. Period. She's, you know, mm. she knows she she never uh, until that fight last night, which is why I was so impressed with Zhang as well. Just that first round, being able to mm. hold Joanna down. I mean, was the two years off too long? Well, I, I do think that you know it, it was pretty obvious that there was a bit of rust there, and there's going to be because she's not just come back and he's, he's, he's you know having a somebody maybe around sort of nine or 10 just to kind of, you know, get, 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 you know, your feeling of the, the octagon again with, a, with an opponent that you're probably expected to, to, to beat. She didn't do that. She came back right at the very top and, you know, and, and fought a killer. And, and I think, you know, that said it so many times, there is levels to this, isn't there? And like, and if she's, you know, Whaley's fighting at the top of that game and, and, and has been pretty consistent with that as well. It's a big ask to come back from a two-year layoff yeah. right at that level. And, and, and it, you know, it's, I'm not going to take anything away from Whaley and say that that two years made a big a big dent in that fight But because I think Whaley was just far too good for her anyway. But, um, yeah, of course, the two years off, is it's going to have an effect on you, definitely. Yeah, I... I... I do think there should be something said for like when great fighters like Joanna come back after a long layoff or whatever, there's nothing wrong with giving them a little kind of tune up fight. Not necessarily like someone in the top 10 that's a challenge. And if they got beat by you're like, oh, well, you know, that maybe things aren't right for you. Maybe you have lost it a bit or whatever. But not necessarily Zhang, who, as you said, you thought Zhang maybe beat Rose in the last fight. So Zhang should be the champion. That is huge to come back and effectively fight someone that's 
the number one contender or the champion or something yeah. like that. So, yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for easing people back in. But then I think Joanna herself was like, I'm only coming back and fighting if I'm fighting for big money on big cards against the best. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's what happened. But Joanna is... I don't think she'll come back. A lot of people, MMA retirements are so kind of like, they retire and then, you know, a few months later, they're like, no, I'm coming back. Um, I don't think Joanna's going to do that because I do think she's spoken about um, becoming a mum and it's, you know, it's very different and uh, for women in terms of like the the physical changes they have to go through and how much that can impact them, especially at like when they're an athlete, an elite athlete like, like Joanna is. Um, so I don't see her coming back to fight again. We'll have to see. But uh, what? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Are you smirking? Why are you... I'm not, I'm not. You have a little smirk, what are you doing? No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm fine. Like... <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, no, I'm not, no. And, and do you know what's been really nice? It, it's been really nice watching uh, the sort of outpouring of, of love and respect for for Joanna um, on, on, on socials now. It's been amazing seeing so many people sort of just, you know, talking about her contribution to, to the, you know, to the MMA community. And yeah, absolute legend. And I'm sure, as you said, she'll, uh, she'll be a Hall of Famer. For sure. Definite Hall of Famer and probably quite soon as well. Um, next up, Valentina Shevchenko, Tyler Santos. It's not the way I expected the fight to go. Um, how did you score it? Because there's been some people thinking that they they scored it for Santos. I didn't. But what what, what was your scoring like? I I, I thought Shevchenko nicked it. Um, yeah. I, I I think when Santos took a dan, there wasn't much damage being done. Um, that there, there was, you know, she was controlling it, but Valentina was was consistently striking constantly wasn't she even when she was in you know being sort of tied up yeah. she was still throwing 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 and and probably doing more damage um from 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 literally being in guard and 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 being sort of 
obviously trying to defend the the, the chokes and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think Stanley she looked really dominant. But let's let, let's talk about Santos because you know I think a lot of people going into this fight, me included, were just like, oh, it's just another lamb to the slaughter for Shevchenko, and it wasn't the case. You know, this was a t- this was a close fight. And, it was very, very you close. Know, and I think, um, you know, we were seeing. I don't know. There was there was times when I thought, is she is she going to stop her? And but I think Valentina's. That's what champions are made of, aren't they? They they grind it out and they you know they do what they have to do. And you know you have you have off days. You know we just a moment ago spoke about the the Rose fight with with Carla and things like that. People have days where they get. You know, just just don't come to fight. But I think I thought she probably. I don't know if she underestimated Santos, <clears throat> but um, I think whatever happened, she dug deep and she done what a champion does. And you know, you look at uh, you look at when Chow fought Silva, and it's like dominated for like you know five rounds, and then the champ does what the champ does, and that's what makes them champs. And you know. He, he got his hand raised, and and I think that's what we saw on 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 Saturday. Just and and it's good to see Valentina get you know thrown into some deep water for once because generally it's all pretty business business like and done and dusted. And it was nice to see her kind of you know I bet there was some conversations in her corner saying right we got to look at this here because this is this could be tight. And yeah, I think she uh, I think she just looked. She just like I don't know. She I thought felt she had like the, the the edge on everything a little bit, um, just just enough to, to 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 take it. And I think, and I don't agree with that because she's the champ. You've got to do something that much more to take that title from her. I don't I don't, agree, I don't subscribe to that. You know she, you know she is the champ, but I think she dug deep enough and 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 done enough to 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 have nicked it. You you agree? You think that she 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 got the W? I do, but I think it's really quite complicated in terms of like, like, so firstly, the way I scored it, which was difficult to score because you're, you're weighing up in my head. I was weighing up particularly in that first round and maybe the third round as well. The slight edge in strikes, I wouldn't go as far as to say like damage because a lot of strikes when they were on the ground from Valentina were just like those little kind of peppering over her shoulder strikes and all that kind of stuff. But technically, that is an accumulation of damage against not damage from Santos, but a fight-ending scenario. She had her Mm -hmm. in round one looking like she could potentially choke Mm -hmm. her out. So I've scored that higher than the the damage that I saw from Valentina. Then in round two, I think I had that for Valentina. Round three, again, the decision-making from Valentina was really questionable in terms of why was Valentina... From the th- in the third round, initiating takedowns when it was clear that that's what led her to have a big problem in the first round. In my opinion, close to getting finished as a fight-ending scenario. And in round three, she goes again for the takedowns. Again, Santos, who seemed much bigger, wound up on top uh, and was able to, to deal with Valentina reasonably well on the ground without doing a huge amount of damage. But again, fight-ending scenario. And then the biggest... Fa- there's, a, there's a few things I need to consider. That, but there's one... 
Valentina, was she herself? Because something didn't seem right. Like, as she was walking through the cage, even my wife, who at the time was just kind of watching little bits of it, was like, oh, she seems a bit nervous and she doesn't really know who Valentina is. She doesn't know any of this. Like, she's like, oh, whenever I've watched like Molly or Rose or if that, they just seem so intense and so focused and like they're going to do it. He, she said she detected a little bit of nerves in Valentina and I was like, oh, it's Valentina. No, she's not nervous. She's Valentina. But when you look at the performance, some of the decision making, and then you hear her in the post-fight press conference afterwards saying she had a slight foot injury, saying she... And in, in, in the... Um, in the post-fight interview, the first thing she said was like, oh, the 30-hour trip to Singapore had an effect, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so she was coming up with the excuses super quick. Um, so there was, there was something, I think, going on there, whether it was physical, the foot, whether it was mental, something else, I, I don't know. But something might have been going on there with Valentina. And I think the most important moment of the whole fight was the clash of heads in the midway through round yep. three. Because that broke Tyler Santos's orbital bone. Like that's now come out. It broke her orbital bone. As far as I was concerned, it looked and, horrible, didn't it? It looked bad. And so it, it swelled so quick as well. It coming like... into round four, I had Santos two one up, and mm-hmm. now she's coming in only really being able to see out of one eye, broken yeah. orbital bone. The toughness to get through continually fighting whilst you've got that injury. Um, and what also was a little bit mad was at the start of, I think, round five, the doctor comes in to check the eye and he literally looks like he's peering around a corner somewhere. He's like, oh, can you see? She's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, great, let's carry on. It's like, there was no, how many fingers am I holding up? No getting the little torch out and following the light or any of that stuff. And you're like, wow, this uh, the old Singapore doctor just <laughs> that doesn't seem to care i don't know it just he probably just wanted to get back to his popcorn it was a fucking great fight it's a great fight (laughs) and i mean and in some ways i'm sure the crowd would have been really unhappy with that but i think in another uh under another commission in another country in another state of, of america or whatever it is there's a possibility that that fight gets stopped because i don't think she could see properly out of that eye and i do i do think a broken orbital bone, continuing to fight with that. I, I think it's very possible that that fight could have been stopped if it was in a different part of the world. And that, to me, led to Valentina being able to win the fourth round and then, come again, going for a takedown in the fifth round, which I thought was crazy, mm-hmm. but it did actually work out for Valentina. Mm-hmm. She was able to maintain top position. For me, I wouldn't be mad at all if they made a rematch, because I think that that head clash was really impactful and impacted the remainder of the fight when Santos was actually 2-1 up. I mean, I I guess we can talk about what what Valentina's got coming up next, because there ain't really a lot left, unless she goes up and fights the winner of, of, um, as we we spoke about, Pena and... um, uh, um, Nunes. Nunes, sorry, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't see that there's huge amounts left for her in the flyweight. Well, and... Misha Tate is fighting Lauren Murphy soon, and if Misha Tate wins, that's a big name. I know it's not necessarily, for a fan, the most competitive fight on paper. I think yeah. Misha Tate is probably past her prime. And Valentina is, I think, a lot better. However, 
in terms of Valentina to get that name on your resume and in terms of the UFC being able to sell a Valentina fight. Yeah. Valentina okay. versus Misha Tate, it's a big fight. It's the biggest fight you can probably make at flyweight. Misha coming off a loss? Maybe, but that bantamweight maybe. She, right. did she fight Ketlin Vieira? Maybe that was yeah. I can't remember. Maybe it was maybe no Vieira it was Vieira because Vieira beat Holly Holm after beating Misha Tate, didn't she? Um so yeah, I think she's coming off a loss, but if she beats Lauren Murphy, who's probably ranked in the top five, I don't know exactly where she's ranked, but um, then she can probably just walk straight into a title for Because as you say, there's not a huge amount there at flyweight yeah. for Valentina. I think I was expecting her to dispose of Santos quite easily and then move up in weight to fight more likely Juliana Pena because she's been beat by Amanda Nunes twice. But I'm sure you could make the Nunes fight as well. Um, but... Valentina is such a great champion. She's earned the right to do what she wants. If she doesn't want to rematch Santos again so soon, that's fine. Santos can go away and get hopefully one or two more wins and then come back and fight for the belt. I've got no issue with that. If Valentina wants to fight at bantamweight, if Valentina wants to see if she can fight Misha Tate, if Misha Tate beats Lauren Murphy, which is by no means a foregone conclusion, then then that's all fine too. Because Valentina's earned that right. She's been such a dominant champion. However, I think there's some question marks over this win because of the broken orbital bone, because the doctor, I don't think, did a proper check. Now, maybe the doctors around the world would have checked that more thoroughly and still allowed her to continue to fight, but we will never know. Um, And so I, I think there's question marks over it, but I also think Valentina didn't seem herself. So... I I think there could be a rematch made and Valentina dispatches with Tyler Santos in two rounds. That's very much possible because Valentina didn't quite seem her usual self. That's the first time she's lost on a judge's scorecard since right. her loss to Nunes in 2017. Wow. Look at you with the stats. Stats, mate. Stats. <laughs> Statty right. with um, <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, also... Uh, I know you sort of said about you know she was complaining about her foot and stuff. Did she do her little dance at the end? No, because she was complaining about the foot. Right. She said she I had a little foot I didn't injury. See it. Yeah. Right. So there was no there was no dance because of the um because of the foot. I think she did complain about the thirty hour uh, travel to Singapore. Um. Yeah, and she also complained that. Um, well, it would have been the same for both people, but like she was only 130 pounds walking into the cage, and she would normally be a lot heavier than that. And she mm. felt like there was such a big weight and strength difference between her and Santos. Santos had, well, they both had two days to recover because basically they, the way that the timings worked, they've effectively had two sleeps before fighting rather than one. And so... With that mindset, they're saying that Santos and Shevchenko both had more time to put weight back on. And uh, Santos seemed marked markedly bigger than Shevchenko. But Chevy just had something going on with her. She said, I, I don't know if she knows what it was, but she couldn't put weight back on after the weight cut. She was only five pounds heavier than the weight cut, which is, you know, not not normal. Yeah. I mean, still the champ. You know, we're talking about yeah. her like she's like she's lost. Do you know what I mean? She's still, still's got the belt, and yeah, exciting to see what comes next. I'm up for a rematch. I think, um, like you said, you know, take away that 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 swollen eye. You know, we could have seen m- maybe Valentina striking be slightly less effective in them later rounds. Yeah, um, yeah, 
give give us a rematch. I'm I'm up for that. And uh, but like I say, I, I, as we've spoke about many times, I do think that that the exciting fight is to go up and fight the winner. Um, but like you say, Misha Tate, I'm I'm not excited by that fight. But it's for a, a casual fan, it's a name that everybody knows. Misha Tate. And, you know, and it's, as you say, it's a great way to sell a Valentina fight. And, uh, yeah. And there's no one else in that division because she's that good. She's she's cleared it out. And, and the only person that's that's really put it on her is, is, is Santos. So, yeah, there's, I guess there's options now. You know, do we get the rematch? Yeah. Does she go up? Or, you know, which is, I think generally, like, you, you look at Shevchenko, it's like, oh, there's not really anything left for her to do. She's done it all. Yeah. But, you know, I think... People aren't going to sort of forget what happened at the weekend, and I think people are going to go. You should fight that Santos again because she, yeah. you know, she took you into deep water. Anyway, two fighters that went into some serious deep water, and what a fight! Um, oh, Jerry versus Glover. Wow, this is just—it was like a fucking Rocky film. Mate. It was so good. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just to, to to top the cut. So you've had. A first round knockout, a second round knockout, then another second round knockout between two women that have put on an incredible like fight of the year performance a couple of years prior. Then you have a dominant champion be tested like she's never been tested before uh, against Santos. And then you have this back and forth, as you say, Rocky film-esque main event. What a card. And it is the Rocky story though, isn't it? It's the... It's the it's the it's the old man. It's the vet, you know, and he and he's fighting the young, the young kid, the new kid on the block, and it's like you love an old but... man. <laughs> you do love an old man. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Like my, I, I I had like going into this like heart Glover all day long. I wanted Glover to win. Yeah. Head, I wanted Jerry to win because it's going to shake up that division, and so it was one of the ones where. I weren't that fussed. Like, I just wanted to enjoy it. And then as the fight started to unfold, <clears throat> which I'm sure we'll go into, um, I just found myself thinking, oh, come on, Glover, you've got this. And he even said, didn't he, was it in round three, like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Something like that. And yeah, like, I'm going to beat him, yeah. Yeah. And like, just smiling like a fucking maniac, oh, like coming God. out. Like, but like the, the the start, so the start of mm. it, like sometimes I've got to the stage now where I watch a lot of these fights on Sunday morning and I won't always watch the walkouts. I will fast forward it and get to just like, you know, mm. them about to, to fight and just start watching the action. I watched the walkouts here and I was just like, this is... Talk me through so it because I, I didn't have much time. So I had to oh. whiz through it to get to the fights. So like Yuri walking in first was just... So captivating. Uh, uh, his song was something like um, uh, it sounded like that radio that um, Imagine Dragons or someone like that. I don't know who actually, but it's like was it the Czech Republic national anthem? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, it's like the the lyrics were like, "This is how legends were made. This is how legends are made," or something like that. And you could see him mouthing along to it, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm feeling something." Yuri with his top knot walking in there. Just slightly snarling at times and all that, and just mouth on to this is how legends are made as the crowd is erupting around him. You're like, I'm feeling it, Yuri. I'm feeling it, buddy. And then it just 
he just took a while to get into the cage, and it was just fascinating. It was like less. It wasn't Israel Adesanya entertainment walking in mm. there, or or tied to Ivasa entertainment. It was fascinating. I just couldn't take my eyes off of him. I was just like mm. he was like. Having a little kind of like prayer, but it didn't seem like a religious prayer. It just felt like this kind of traditional martial arts, I am a samurai preparing for battle type thing. And he just knelt down just outside the cage and was like taking his little prayer moment or doing his little meditation or whatever it was. And then he kind of did like a stance. Uh, again, one foot in the cage, one foot out the cage. Then switched his stance, one foot in the cage, one foot out the cage. And then almost had a moment to himself, like, yes, I'm ready. And then entered the field of battle. And I was just like, this guy, I fucking love this guy. It was just so cool. And then, just as he's done all his stuff, this is how legends are made, the fucking traditional martial arts stuff. Then you've just got Guns and Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, and Glover Teixeira's grinning face just starts old man walking to the cage. You're like, I love this. I love this so much. It was so brilliant. Just the story there, everything. It wasn't bad blood. It was all respect, but it was the traditional martial arts guy, this young, hungry lion. Against- he's an intense He's an intense oh, boy, isn't he? He is, he is. I mean, the hair alone, I love it. But it's just mm. like... And then post-fight press conference, side by, he was in like a green kimono. Love this guy. Um, <laughs> and then, um, and they, they say Glover coming out, just a grin on his face, so chilled. Like, this is like the 100th time I've done this, guys. Mm. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm absolutely happy and fine. Mm. I'm walking out as a champion. Welcome to the jungle is playing. It was just great. And he gets in. He's having a big grin. I think they're smiling at each other before the fight as well. Oh, it that that in itself just told a story. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It had drama, it had intrigue, it had everything. And then we get into the fight and I was saying, and I was clearly very wrong and underestimated uh, Yuri's grappling ability. Mm. I said, if Glover gets Yuri down at any point in the fight with about two minutes to go, Yuri's in big, big trouble. And Glover took him down with about three and a half minutes to go in the first round when they were dry. They're not sweaty. They're not bloody. And I thought, well, this is it. Game over. He's done it. And Yuri somehow survived. And um, yeah. And, and then from then, it was just back and forth and back and forth. 
incredible. What stuff. round was the cut? Oh, there were so many. <laughs> there were so many cuts. What, Yuri's big one above his eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was that in that first exchange? Or no, where, like no, that first takedown? Either two or three. That was no, it was naughty two. cut. It was round two. Round two, when Glover was on top, he landed a big elbow. Mm. I, I think I scored the first round for Glover, but only just. I found that a really tough one to score. Mm. And then the second round, I think maybe I did for Yuri because he just landed more damaging shots towards the end, even though Glover landed that massive elbow in that round and mm. cut him open massively. It just felt like Yuri had a moment. I don't know if that's when he was like, he did ground and pound where he was like standing over the top of him. It wasn't an easy, he was standing and just raining mm. down punches. Um, and then Glover would take big shots on the feet. It felt like both of them throughout the fight were making it more exciting by making mistakes. Like, mm. Yuri kind of getting into grappling exchanges and following Glover down at times. Glover um, just maybe, like, going for a submission when he maybe should have gone for more ground and pound or, or gone for well, no, I mean that, or something like that. He, he hurt Yuri, and it was like, yeah. why have you took him down? Like, because he, he, was, he was tired, Yuri. Round like, five, absolutely. for sure. Like and and when Glover caught him, like it was like right, finish him because never, you know. I don't know why people just you know talk about uh, Glover's wrestling so much. His fucking hands are heavy, really heavy, and it was like right, finish him. But he took him down, and it was like oh no, and and at that, I think at that point I was just I, I was just wanting Glover to, to to get the win because, like you say, that that sort of fourth and fifth round, he just looked. He looked game. He looked like he was like, this is mine now. This, you, you're in my territory now. You know, the, these are waters you've not been in before and I'm comfortable here. Yeah. And, oh, man. And what did you think when when you... I mean, nobody expected that finish. Like, oh nobody God. expected the fight to end that way no. in a million years. Like I've literally oh, got also, here, Yuri taps... In, all in capitals. Yuri taps Glover in round five. What did I just watch? First ever loss by submission in a 41-fight MMA career. Wow. I think he was just so tired. He'd taken so mm. much damage. And Glover said as well, the body shots and the knees to the body. Yeah. He got hit to the body a lot. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I had Yuri 3-1 up going into the fifth. And I think... Really? Yeah, I did. I, 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 gave, I gave Glover round one. And I think there was a lot of close fights, but I think I had Yiri winning the next three rounds. I just felt like he landed the more impactful strikes. But look, I, it, there was a lot of close rounds. If you gave them to Glover, mm. I, I, I don't mind. Glover was apparently up on one or two of the scorecards by the yeah. end. And there was 30 seconds to go or something like that when he tapped. Had he, I think the way the scorecards were looking, depending on how you would score the fifth round, because again... Uh, Say in a hypothetical uh, alternate universe, Yuri tries that 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 choke and it just never quite gets in and Glover just survives it. I think Glover's start of the round, the damage he did where he could potentially have knocked uh, Yuri out, maybe wins him that round. And I think the scorecards being as they were, it's very possible that that would have ended in a draw, that fight, like a split draw or a majority draw or something like that. And we would have been looking at like an immediate rematch or something. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, Yuri won it in the most spectacular fashion with that submission that no one saw coming. 
Um, but I mean, what a chin on both guys. But Yuri Prohashka, oh. what a chin. I mean, mm. dangerous game to play. And, you know, anyone that's played the, the UFC game knows that, you know, the damage you take in these fights accumulate across your career because that's how it works. That's, you know, the power bar in the UFC game is an immediate indicator of what it's like in real life. Um, but, uh, you know, it does, but it, but it does, it, there's the damage you take in fights like this shortens your career. Um, so how Yuri comes, I mean, he's only 29, so I'm sure he'll come back really well, but I mean, bloody hell, that was some war. Um, going forward, Glover has he- said that he, he doesn't want to retire and he's still oh, got no. more in him. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, who? Who, who? who does he fight? Like, what? He, well, I mean, why? Surely he must have earned earned some money now. And oh, I, I'd I'd like to see him just kind of enjoy himself now and 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 not fight anymore. Um, there's there's a few options for Yuri, but one of them is. An immediate rematch with Glover. And I always am like, a champion needs to earn an immediate rematch by having like three title defenses or something like that. Mm-hmm. I like people to go the Robert Whittaker route. And if they get beat and they lose their belt, they need to get a two or three wins before they're allowed back to, to, to rematch for the belt. For but Glover this to is get unique. two or three wins, no, 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 he'll this, be 60. This is <laughs> almost as old as you. Um, but he. Um, but this is this is unique circumstances. We've had what will surely be the fight of the year. One of the greatest fights of all time. I think it's up in terms of the ebb and flow of the fight and the back and forth nature of it. Um, incredible fight. It's right up there. And, and the win. The outcome. And like, the outcome. The finish, so unexpected. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this fight really did... Have everything, and between two guys that seem like really great guys as well, like, mm. um, so I think the the op- the options for the light heavyweight title picture, other than Glo- let's park Glover for a second, and just say the options for the light heavyweight title are Jan Blahovic, whose last win was because Rakic blew out his knee. Yeah. So. Sure, you could do that fight. Sure, it'll be an interesting, good fight. But he was there, wasn't he? He was yeah, octagon side, wasn't and he? And he was giving it to Yeri, wanting to fight yeah. Yeri and all that, in probably a respectful way. But you know, um, no. Well, I, I saw the interview with with, um, with Yeri at the, at the uh, post fight where he said, like, at first he was quite uh, quite pleasant, and then once he sort of realised the cameras were on him, he got he got a little bit more uh, kind right. of brave and and a bit more kind of like Larry, but. Um, uh, I'm not super excited to watch that fight, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think it's... I mean, I'm super excited to watch Yuri anyway, fight yeah, anyone. Fight anyone, but, sure. Uh, but I, th- I, think, I think it's okay to say Yan needs another win to, to justify getting a title shot, especially mm-hmm. because his last win was because Rakic damaged his own knee. Like, that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that's not a definitive win. So I think it's okay for Yan to have to get another one before fighting for the belt. The other option is Ankalaev fights Anthony Smith soon. Um, it's the end of July, isn't it? So Ankalaev, yeah. if he wins, he's 
probably the obvious number one contender because uh, he has, other than the Paul Craig loss, which was his debut, I think he's won every fight he's had since. Um, so I'd, I'm trying to look up now exactly how many wins he would be on. Um, if Anthony Smith won, he'd be on a four-fight win streak. And Anthony Smith is a big name, so that mm-hmm. makes sense that he would potentially fight for the belt. And Kalaev... He's on an eight-fight win streak. That would make it a nine-fight win streak. I mean, I, I think if Ankolaev wins, he's the obvious front runner. However, yeah, however, Glover Teixeira, as you said, is very nearly sixty. He <laughs> he hasn't got long left, and we. Just... I want to see his next ring walk. In come Dan Dan a Hill. In, uh, in in a rickety bathtub with the other two cast members from Last of the Summer Wine. I want to see him make his, <laughs> make his ring walk like that. It'd be fucking great. But I mean, look, he wants to carry on. He's 42. We've just had, for sure, a fight of the year uh, performance from him. Definitely. Um, why not just bend the rules slightly and just go, do you know what? I know I know you've you've not even successfully defended your belt, but you're 42 the light heavyweight division, all right, Ankalaev and Smith have got a really good claim to fighting for the belt next, particularly if it's Ankalaev. However, if you're 42, mate, let's just give you another go. Let's just let's just do it. Ankalaev is young; he can wait a little bit longer. I I would I'd be interested to see it. I do think if that fight was made, I'd be concerned that that Yuri might finish him quite quickly because again. It's that accumulation of damage. It's one thing for a 29-year-old to get over that fight, a 42-year-old to get over that fight. Jesus, man, that, that's, that's a lot. So, but if he wants to carry on, give it to him. Give, give him the rematch. I'd, I'd be all for it and hope we get something even half as good as what we just saw. Then, yeah. then that's phenomenal. And then he can ride off into the sunset. He, we can say, thanks yeah. very much, mate. That was phenomenal. Because as you say, if he wants to carry on, and he, and I mean, I'd be interested in seeing him fight Paul Craig. I think the jujitsu battle there would be fantastic. But yeah, I just think he's such a legend. I just, yeah, G- give it to him. He's been around for so long and he's done so much. And and well, Craig's fighting Uzdemir, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, um... I, if if if, Uz, if if Craig beats Uzdemir, I think he should be put into like a number one contender fight, to be honest, because he's on a very long win streak yeah. as well, I think. Uh, again, I slightly discount that first Shogun draw because that was never a draw. Yeah. Um, so he's on a long win streak. And Kalaev, obviously, even longer win streak. Very Done very, very well. But Paul Craig does have a win over Ankalaev. Anthony Smith, if he wins, that'll be on a five-fight win streak and he's a big name. I get it. There are options at light heavyweight for sure. If Glover was in his mid-30s, I would say Glover needs to go and get two more wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. not. And he's only possibly even got one year left in his career at all. People are probably surprised he's still going now. So, fuck mm. it. Just let... If he wants it, give him the immediate rematch. Because that was such a great fight. I don't think anyone could complain about that happening again. And you can still... Jan Blachowicz probably would. Yeah, but again, I think if Ankalaev beats Anthony Smith... I mean, that's such a long win streak, nine fights, because I, 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 I bang the drum for the Arnold Allens and, and the Leon Edwardses of, of, of the world to get their title fights because they're on similar win streaks 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I if he he should fight for the belt. But these are very unique circumstances in Glover's age and all that stuff. So, yeah. But, I mean, if Anthony Smith wins, I think you could make Smith versus Blahovic and make that a number one contender fight. You could potentially do the same thing for Ankalaya versus Blahovic. Um, there, there's options there. As much as it would seem unfair, particularly to Ankalaev, if he wins, um, I think there's options and, and you can work around it and see see what happens. And you wonder, you wonder what Jury wants. You know, does does he think? Right, oh, well, hang on a minute. Like, why do I want to go and fight this guy again? I've, I've just beaten him, and and it weren't it weren't that easy to do either. No. Like, why don't I? You know, maybe. You know, a, a matchup with someone like Yan would be much better. Um, I'm sure he would prefer uh, you know, I, fighting someone new and getting a new name on definitely, the resume. He definitely. He was really unhappy I, with his own performance. He was really didn't like his own his own work in in the fight. As much as it was incredibly exciting, he thinks that he did a really bad job and allowed Glover to survive, and then allowed Glover to get dominant positions. And yeah, he, he maybe he's not he happy did. with himself. Uh, yeah, I mean. That's easy to say. I mean, I guess it's easy to say. You know, I, I could have done you know better, but maybe you know Glover was is that good? You know that it wasn't possible to be better than that because Glover, you know, what was an incredible champ. And yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't like it when you hear fighters you know win and then go, oh yeah, you know, I could have done better. It's like. Well, you've just got the strap round your waist in possibly the most exciting fight we've seen this year. Like, stop moaning, mate. Go and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Give us a smile. He didn't even smile, did he? Like, he's an intense young lad. He is. Yeah. And uh, oh, cheer up, mate. Did you see? Uh, uh, did you see the phantom tap thing? Right. This is how I wanted to talk about it as well. Like, he's tapping constantly in that fight. So, like, did you see? Like, what's the deal with it? So, yeah, like, because obviously he wasn't in in any trouble whatsoever, but he was tapping loads. Yeah, and like they they didn't talk about it either. And I was thinking, who was it? It was DC and Bispin, wasn't it? Yeah, I think and, so. Yeah, and Anik, yeah. And I was just thinking, what? Why are they not addressing this? Because he's tapping like quite a lot. Well, so apparently, I. I saw a little bit of it, but uh, apparently Twitter was going a bit mad for it. And uh, Mark Goddard tweeted out about it. Um, and I just think this is so brilliant that he said he warned Yuri because it was a, he, he said it was like a dangerous game to play type thing. But what Yuri was doing was congratulating Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Pat on the back. He was patting him <laughs> and being like, oh, good move. Oh, well done. <laughs> Which is absolutely mental. So any time Glover like scrambled and got on top or did something, Yuri was patting him on the back or on the top of the head, being like, "Oh, well done." And apparently Mark Goddard like warned him about it or something, uh, because obviously it's dangerous. If he gets caught in any kind of hold mm. and he does that, then it's like, "Well, I'm going to think you're tapping, mate." But um, mm. but no, we could hear. Apparently Goddard could hear him congratulating Glover whilst like tapping on his head or tapping on his head, just saying like, well done, <laughs> which is, I mean, that's lovely respect mental. and also mental. So mental. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but again, it's just like, it's just becoming part of the, the law, the mythology of Yuri Prohashka is just like shit like that. I just love it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, 
what whatever's next for for uh, for Yuri, I think we're gonna we're gonna see like it, you know it really sh- we're gonna get to see some incredible fights. I think now you know he's you know he's some spectacle in that octagon. Yep. And yeah, whoever's in there, I I don't think we're gonna get a dull fight out of Yuri uh, anytime soon. So yeah, line them up. I'm uh, I'm on board now. And personally, Glover, just go and enjoy riding your horses in your Stetson and and just uh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy it. You've earned it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, surprised to hear that he said he wanted to carry on. But I don't know. Let's see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Um, f- great to finally see some artwork uh, for Usman Edwards. Oh uh, yes. You know, you think, oh god, this means hopefully it's all going to happen now. Like, well, I mean, with but, uh, with Leon's luck, you never know. Yeah. That's it. As I was saying it, I was thinking, why am I saying this now? I'm I'm literally jinxing it. But But it's scheduled for August, isn't it? Mm -hmm, Scheduled mm -hmm. for August. It's it's definitely the right thing to do. Leon has earned that title fight. Um, Will he be the favourite going into it? No, I don't think he will. But will he give Usman a good fight? Yeah. I think it'll be a far more competitive fight than a Masvidal fight or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Will it be more competitive than Colby? That's a difficult one to answer because Colby's wrestling sort of nullifies Usman's wrestling. And I think I think Leon will go in there as the better striker with crisper boxing, elbows, things like that. Power? Power, I think, is in Usman's favour. Mm. But I do think that Leon's boxing is crisper. It's better. But it's the, the big question is wrestling because Leon is actually very well-rounded and he's a good grappler but Usman is that kind of a star wrestler he Mm. has Mm. arguably the best wrestling in the welterweight division um and 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 also Usman's striking has come on leaps and bounds he's a legit killer now with his hands he is he is but I, I still think the striking is in Leon's favor but the wrestling is is definitely in Usman's favour, and it's just whether or not I can see it being one of those ones where Leon lands a few good strikes early, and Usman goes, "Oh, okay, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're just, I'm just gonna just lay on you mm. for the next 25 minutes or whatever it'll be." Yeah, um, and it's just whether or not Leon can Leon can deal with that, um, and I mm. hope he can, and I hope he does well, and I hope that he. Uh, he shows something special and, and we get a new champ because I'd love to see a, another British champion. But definitely, I think the betting favourite is likely mm. to be Kamaru Usman going into that fight. But fingers crossed for Leon. Well, what do we know? You know, look at all the options that we was talking about a few days ago and now we see a new champ. We see Glover Teixeira getting submitted. What do we know? What does anyone uh, know? There is no rules in this game. Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing. Betting on MMA is fucking crazy because you just never know. <laughs> no one's putting Yuri by submission. No one is putting, like, I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting. Someone had a big win, I reckon, if someone took a punt on that. What, on Yuri by submission? Like, yeah, <laughs> that was a nice earner. I mean, were people betting on Joanna getting knocked out? I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, there was loads, loads going on there that people don't expect. And it always seems to happen. You know, loads yeah. of people probably lost shitloads on accumulators when Amanda Nunes yeah. got beat by Pena. Uh, and yeah. probably some lucky sod went, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just put some money on Pena and walked away with a fortune. So, yeah, I, Absolutely. I think betting on MMA is it's, a crazy thing to do. 
Is there any other fights that have been... Have we spoke about the announcement of um, Chita Vera versus Dominic Cruz? No, I don't know that that's been, like, officially announced. It's like oh, loads really? of people are being like, this is happening, this is in the works, this is... this is a... So it's, like, really, really close. I think Cheeto's signed off on it from what I'm hearing from other people. Uh, Dominic maybe hasn't fully committed yet, but... It's saying it's in the works again for August and it's looking very likely, but I don't think it's a hundred percent done yet. Mm. But as a fight, sure, I think it's a good fight. It gives if Cheeto wins, it gives him another big name. And again, it makes him probably then maybe not a title shock since it's such a stacked division, but it definitely puts him in maybe like a number one contender fight or something like that. Mm. I think there was talks of him fighting Piotr Yarn. But Jan didn't want to fight in August, whereas Cheeto does. If Dom wins, uh, then he takes away all the hype from Cheeto Vera, which is a great thing because Cheeto's just on a great run at the moment and has put together mm. some fantastic performances against Frankie Edgar, against um, Rob Font. Uh, was that the last one or was there someone else as well? His faults no. Was Font the last fight? Was Font, I, I think it was. Can't remember, but he's doing very, very well. Um, and so if Dom wins that, then that puts him right. Because, you know, a, na- a name like Dominic Cruz is never far away from a title shot. So a win over Chito Vera probably does loads for him. Um, so, yeah, it, that, again, very exciting win in what I think is the most exciting division in the UFC. And... Um, and then you've got Ricky Simone versus Jack Shaw. And if you haven't listened to it, we interviewed Ricky Simone recently. So you can go and listen to him chatting about his upcoming fight with the undefeated Welshman Jack Tank Shaw. Uh, and mm-hmm. we keep talking about trying to get Jack back on the show at some point soon as well. Absolutely. Before his fight. Um, so, yeah. It'd be great to get Leon Edwards on as well, That'd be wouldn't good. it? be great to catch up with Leon uh, uh, fingers crossed we'll make that happen we've got some other uh, exciting fighters uh, coming your way soon um, so yeah subscribe that way you won't miss anything and uh, I was talking about a podcast the other day and it was like who you had on and I was like oh like uh, and I just plucked a few names I just thought mate we're enough done alright with guests <laughs> I think I just went Oh, Volkanovski Michael Bisping Dan Hardy and like and now you just think I ain't got to say anymore yeah. like there's some serious, like, brilliant, like, chats we've had there. We've, we, you know, I think when we sort of set this up, we didn't a million years think this was ever going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, I guess um, thanks to you lot for listening because, uh, yeah, the fact that you do listen and, and we get nice sort of listenerships means we get to have these these conversations with these absolute legends. And, and yeah, fingers crossed we'll, uh, we'll keep it coming and, uh, and get some get some uh, some other fighters on soon and in the meantime go get stuck into that back catalogue follow us on the socials for uh, for all sorts of um, MMA chitter chatter and we're back next time right back next time see you later guys bye bye